Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and super excited to dive into this episode with you here today. But if you love ultra training tips, if you love getting new workouts to try out, if you love all the principles, insights, and things that are going to make you a better endurance athlete, then you're going to love the free, and yes, this is free, there's nothing paid on here, but the free everyday ultra newsletter so this is a new newsletter that i'm rolling out where i'm going to be sharing bite-sized tips insights workout recommendations training methodologies that are going to help you be a better endurance athlete every day so whether you're looking to run your first 100 miler or a pr your next ultra distance whatever that might be this is going to be the newsletter for you and it's going to be super bite-sized you're going to get it in your inbox once a week straight from me and we're going to take insights from my experience in running also you know my insights learning from tons of the best endurance athletes in the world on this podcast and you're going to get it all in bite-sized nuggets in your inbox totally for free once a week so if you'd like to subscribe to the everyday ultra newsletter to help you become a better endurance athlete every day head to the show notes under the link that says subscribe to the newsletter and be on the lookout for the next edition of the everyday ultra newsletter and if there's anything that you want to see in that newsletter or things that might be helpful just hit reply in the welcome email that you get after you sign up and I'll be happy to tailor the content to the feedback that I get as well. Um, but just know there's going to be tons of great stuff in there. I almost like see it as, you know, getting a, you know, weekly pop in by uh, endurance, you know, the endurance wisdom gods or whatever. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point. But you know what I'm saying. If you want endurance tips, the newsletter is going to have it for you. So subscribe to the newsletter, head to the show notes, click the button or I should say click the link next to the part that says subscribe to the newsletter and we'll see you in the inbox. All right, that's it for now. And let's get into this amazing episode here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and super stoked for this episode here. So our guest today is awesome. He's a runner. He's a businessman. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Earthy, which is an incredible company uh, helping you get sustainable energy through like just unique ingredients that are really have been shown to, to not only increase performance in your running and athletics, but health as well. Um, but he not only is a businessman and a runner himself, but he is also a crazy man. He just ran from Canada to Mexico. And the story behind it is super cool and intriguing. It's different. And I like it because I think, you know, in this world, we hear like all the time that we want to do these big endurance events for, you know, personal challenge, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But I love kind of when he reached out to me and told me what he did and, and the reasoning behind it. I thought it was so innovative, thought it was so cool, so interesting. Wanted to have him on the podcast as well. And, uh, you know, he's gone through his whole journey of running, finding joy inside of running and, you know, helping him increase his performance and health. And so he's, this is going to be a really jam-packed episode. So buckle up, everybody. This one's going to be super exciting because you're about to listen to an hour of value from my friend, Brooks Bash. Brooks, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> you got it. You got it, man, dude. And well-deserved, man. I mean, like, dude, to run from Canada to Mexico, it's epic. And uh, it's just so cool to see the journey along the way. And I want to dive into that. I want to dive into like what, you know, your strategy was for that, how you fueled it. But I guess take us back to before even running from country to country. Um, what how what was your kind of journey into running like in the early days? And how did you get into this uh, crazy sport we all love and we all love and know so much? Yeah, for sure. It was... Um... It was also a journey to that. I've, I've been an athlete my whole life. My main sport was basketball growing up. And so played that up and through college. And then after college, I actually got into CrossFit. Um, was a CrossFit trainer, was doing a lot of workouts. Great, great, great workouts. Loved every second of it. But there was basketball plus CrossFit equals 
bad back. And so I actually like, um, just, yeah, started to get really chronic. It wasn't like one thing, but just so much beating of it over time. Um, started to get really chronic back issues and pain and pretty like crippling, um, injury that I couldn't really do anything and could barely function as a human. And so, yeah, that kind of story took me to get MRIs, doctors, and just like, what do we, what do we do here? And was told, you know, needed surgery and I could never be active again. And so I'll go ahead and use one of my, my cuss words for the episode, but I said, (laughs) fuck you guys. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And, um, I just, that was like the first time I'm like, you know what, I'm going to figure this out on my own. And so, yeah, kind of went down this whole healing journey of, uh, different types of medicine, holistic healing, nutrition, you know, mindset and, and really, you know, changed everything from my diet to my workout routines, to my supplements, to everything. And over three and a half years, four years, it, it worked. And so my first entry point back into sport was actually swimming. Swimming was awesome because it was just so low impact and really good on the spine and really helped kind of strengthen around my, uh, my vertebrae. And then I was like, okay, now I have this competitive edge that's coming back. And so, um, I then creep creeped into the world triathlon because I, at the time had a bike and I was like, okay, I could swim bike and I can also run. Um, so I started doing that. I did, you know, how everyone does. I did a sprint. I did an Olympic. I did 70.3. I was just going to do it. Um, and I was getting ready to go for the, the full iron. And then that's right when COVID hit. And I was like, oh, great. All the races are canceled. Um, and so I was like, now what do I do? And all the pools were closed. And at that time, swimming was my like love and what I was really enjoying. And so I'm like, well, now, what am I going to do now? Um, I'm terrified of sharks. so I'm not going to go swim in the ocean. And, um, so I did pick up surfing. So that was, I was like, okay, I can go on a board. I won't be in the water. And so that's a whole different podcast, but, um, <laughs> in terms of like fitness and endurance, I biking was never my favorite. I would get too bored. Um, and also just that position on the bike, it really wasn't comfortable on my back and I'm a taller person. And so, um, I was like, well, maybe I'll just start running. And so, ended up just basically, yeah, during COVID, I would just go out and just go for runs. And it started with, you know, six miles to 10 to, you know, and then finally gearing up, I did my first ultra last December was a 50 K. And right when I hit the trails, I was like in love and I'm a, just a kind of a self-proclaimed like wild nature man. And so just being out in the elements and being dirty and, um, yeah, I was just found my calling. And so, yeah, that was sort of my, my entry point into running. And now, um, you know, I could talk about it for the whole show, but, um, yeah, that's a, that's a quick, super quick rundown of sort of what led me to, um, falling in love with running and, and then what sparked the eventual, you know, the rest of the story. So good, man. And I, it's so awesome to see you get to this point in your life when when doctors, trained professionals are literally saying, you are not going to be active again. You can't be doing these things. And even though, right, like that was the case, you said in your own words, you're like, fuck you, I'm going to figure this out, which is just so inspiring because I think, you know, it's we can hear like the things that, you know, either society or doctors or things tell us. But I love that you have like this like solvable mindset of there's a way to figure this out and we're going to make it happen, which is just super freaking cool, man. So and I would love to, to dive into the running a little deeper, but for you, you know, you mentioned you kind of went on this healing journey and things to get you on track. And the reason why I kind of want to go deep on this is because even if someone's listening and they are healthy or they are able to run, I'm sure there's principles that you probably learned that can help anyone in their journey, right? Like be healthier, uh, recover better, um, get on their feet, increase their performance. So like, what were those like shifts that you made in that healing journey that just really helped you to, you know, make the transformation to prove the doctor wrong and, you know, do what you're doing today, which is super cool. So just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I think what I've realized and, and also disclaimer, like <laughs> their doctors are helpful. So don't just tell them all. The yeah. I'm not bashing doctors <laughs> by the way. No, but, but no, but like what I realized was that, you know, people learn stuff from like, in simple terms, like 
a doctor will learn something from this book. Well, that's one book of maybe a hundred books out there. And so there, there is always another way and there's always another theory. There's always another practice. And so don't just like stop at the first thing that you're told. And, and if you really care, and for me, like movement is my life. And so I deeply cared to find a, you know, a, a plan B or another option. And so I would say the first takeaway is just, you know, don't just stop at that first door and get a second, third, fifth, you know, opinion, go on the internet. There's so much research out there to be done um, or find people like literally if anyone's listening right now and has back issues, I had two bulging discs. I still do in my lower back DM me. And like, I have a, I literally have a, a Google sheet that I send people of like, this is what I did. Um, so you were asking like diet. I completely went plant-based. Um, mm-hmm. That was huge for inflammation. Like I would notice as I, and it was a slow journey. It was like first I removed just red meat and like my pain went down a little bit and then it was like chicken and stuff. And then it went down a little bit more and then it was dairy and it just like slowly just inflammation went low, 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 low. And I was like, well, this is hugely helping. And also my energy levels went through the roof um, in the same time as well. So I was like, okay, that worked. So that was like one thing. And then, you know, I stopped lifting like heavy, aggressive weights, CrossFit style, which is kind of an obvious one. Um, so that helped big time things like how I, you know, sleep positions to like types of mattresses I'll sleep on to, you know, you name it. Um, a, a big one was like really diving into Chinese medicine. And so finding really high quality turmeric supplements, um, and other really powerful anti-inflammatory supplements to take, to put on top of all these other things I'm, I was doing. Um, so yeah, that, that's, um, that's a kind of off the top of my head of don't stop at, you know, that first door and, um, and just like, if you really, really want, I don't know, there, there's something powerful about mindset. And like, if you really want to heal yourself, I, I think you can, and I'm going to go get another MRI soon to like look to see, cause they literally said you can't, it doesn't heal once the disc is bulged, it just kind of pops out. Um, mm. and so, but I literally feel like it's healed itself. And so I want to go get it checked out again, just to like, you know, so I can, send it to the doctor <laughs> sign yeah exactly sign is cleared and i dude i love how you mentioned the mindset part right because that's so important i think one of the things that has always stuck with me is uh i heard like a story that kind of reminded me of that is like um they did like uh i don't know if it was like a study or something like that but like basically like they gave a misdiagnosis to someone who had like a terminally ill um like cancer and they said like you're going to be alive for like nine months or whatever when in reality i think the diagnosis was supposed to be like four months or three months or something like just crazy like they were like there's no way he should have lived past like three or four months but because like they told him that like he like lived longer into it which is like so interesting and so Obviously, and again, I don't know the exact details, so I'm, I might be butchering it, but the thing and the point of crux of it is similar to what you said. It's like because the mindset and the belief was like I can go on to this long, like the the body almost like like finds a way to make it happen. And and I love how you touch on that mindset piece, which is great. Um, also love like the supplements that you kind of talk about too, like turmeric. I know that's one that like. I've heard a lot about with like anti-inflammatory things. Like are there any other kind of like, you know, ingredients that you think are maybe essential for athletes to either have in their diet or like either take like a supplement or something. Cause I get this question all the time and like, I've, I don't, um, I'm curious to learn from myself cause I've been looking to improve my diet and kind of nutrition and things that I take in my body. So like, are there any like key supplements or ingredients or kind of foods that, you know, can really level up athletes performance that you found in your experience yeah well good news is that i started a company around one and so yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just set me up to knock this one out of the park Um, there you go yeah for sure um thank you for the the platform but um yeah i think kind of where like i can i can kind of just continue the story of where it got to this company was that you know in this research of trying to find things to heal myself Um, I also was opened up to the world of a lot of different herbs, not specifically for like anti-inflammatory, but for, you know, brain health and high performance and endurance and um, longevity and a lot of things. And so, you know, Chinese medicine has been using these different types of adaptogen, specifically mushrooms for thousands of years. And, you know, we're just now just starting to hear about them with companies like Mudwater or kind of making them popular. Um, 
but no one's really taken them and, and applied them to physical performance yet. And so I started doing research and finding, you know, one's called lion's mane, which is really good for focus and attention. Um, another one's called cordyceps, which really helps pump blood flow and oxygen. Um, it literally increases the production of ATP in your muscles, which is where your energy gets muscles. And so I'm kind of looking at these being like, wait a sec, one helps you focus and one helps you like pump and have oxygen and just keep going. I'm like, well, that kind of put those two together. And it sounds like that would be perfect to, to go on a run with, you know? And, um, at the time there was nothing out there. It's like, even now we're, we're, we're having to like sell a problem that people aren't really used to of like for a runner, there aren't really pre-run energy beverages because, they're just like either full of caffeine or it's coffee and people don't really want that. Or there's like the goos and the post stuff, but there's never a pre stuff. And so, um, yeah, we, you know, I, I was like, wow, like these two together are incredible. Um, so let's see what else we can put in it. And so, yeah, we went and got, you know, a really good supplier of beetroot powder, also really good for cardiovascular and, and blood flow. Um, we found a really solid source of a, a clean, natural caffeine source um, with that doesn't get you too peaked up and jittery. It's called the Gaiusa leaf. Uh, it's mm. the cousin of yerba mate. And so the whole thing is that's very focused, clean energy, and that'll just kind of sustain you through um, whatever it is you're doing. And so um, for us, in this moment, you know, it's, it was running. Um, but it's also, you can go drink it and go work and still stay super focused. Um, and yeah, we put all those together in some cacao and a few, um, very natural sweeteners. So, a uh, monk fruit, cinnamon and nutmeg. And, and that is what we created and the company is called earthy. So good, man. I love it. I love it. It's so good. And by the way, like disclaimer, I, I did have a earthy before this podcast. So if you're understanding like why I'm like so mentally clear and everything, it's because of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love the ingredients on there. I love how they're, um, you know, really just backed by science and natural because I think, right. Like when we think of like pre-workouts or something like that, like usually it's just filled with all these chemicals and things that we just don't like and, and all that stuff. And I love that uh, emphasis on there. And like some of the ingredients are super cool. Cause like mushroom, like the lion's mane, that's something that I've heard a lot about, but not implied to endurance, like even beetroot. Like I've been hearing like beets are just like a freaking like low key superfood just packed with all these nutrients and everything. So it's, uh, yeah. it's cool to see all those, those things coming together in the drink. Yeah. Yeah. We put a lot of time and it's funny me talking about all those ingredients. Like I was literally me like ordering them from suppliers. And if, if you ever want just a lot of bulk ingredients, reach out to ingredient suppliers and tell them you're starting a company. Cause they'll just send you a bunch of samples. <laughs> there you go. Free tip, everybody. Um, uh, I'm literally just in my kitchen, like, you know, putting all these different things together and like put, putting it into my like partner's hand, like, try this, try this. And she's like, that tastes terrible. I'm like, okay, back to drawing board. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was a fun, um, fun journey for sure. And, and we really like what we put together, as you mentioned, the, the ingredients, um, you know, as I was kind of doing research and learning about these um, different types of mushrooms and supplements. I actually went and worked for a different supplement company whom we were mm. doing a very, um, I won't get into details of the name, but, um, we were making a product with different types of mushrooms in it. And, um, yeah, it was going really well. And I basically, you know, we were getting a lot of emails and, and complaints from customers asking about the ingredient sourcing. And, and I was told that it was all natural. It was all clean. Um, you know, caffeine was from green tea and I believe that, and, but we kept getting these responses and questions. And, um, eventually actually my mom had a really weird reaction. She has a disease called Meniere's disease and she's really caffeine sensitive. Um, and so if she takes the wrong type of caffeine or too much caffeine, it, it's really, it's really bad, but it'll send her in like a really bad vertigo and kind of puts her on the ground for at least a day. And so being like my number one supporter, she was, you know, consuming this product every single day. And so, yeah, she had a really re weird reaction to it. And I kind of was like, something's not right. Went, looked at to our supply or our manufacturer and was like, I need to see the exact ingredient list. And it turns out that it was what was in it was not what I was told was in it. And it was drastically different um, synthetic stuff from overseas, just like on and on. Um, yeah. So that sort of opened up my eyes of that the supplement industry is extremely corrupt. There's no real regulations over it. Literally anybody can put something in a bottle 
and start selling it and make claims and um, just kind of go for it and no one's going to stop them. And so I and my now business partner, Kyle, left that company to start Earthy. And so our whole principle and, and founding mission is that we're completely transparent. We tell you every single ingredient in it, no fillers, no BS. We tell you the amount of each ingredient. So there's a term called angel dusting where they'll they'll just put a little bit of an ingredient so you can make a claim on a label um, when in reality it's not doing what it, it's not the amount to do what they're making the claim for it to do. Um, so we tell you the research effective dose rate on the label. So it's also not hidden behind proprietary blends. Proprietary blends are also kind of BS where, you know, they're just hiding their secret formula. Whereas in reality, you don't actually know what's the amount that's going into it. And so We've got beef with proprietary blends as well, too. And then we also tell you down to the farm exactly where it came from. So you can know like, hey, this is a very trusted partner. They're 100% organic. They have all their certifications. Here's their contact information. You know, feel free to reach out to them and ask them questions if you want. So that's what, um, yeah, that's how we started and founded Earthy with bringing like this product need of this, you know, clean focused energy for endurance athletes and this core of, you know, being transparent. That's awesome, man. I love that. And yeah, it's such a scary thing when you dive into like some of the loose regulations that those supplement industries have. And like with all the supplements that are out today. And I mean, it, it becomes a game of like, can I really trust what I'm taking into our bodies? Right. And even you see that in the food kind of market, right. With the yeah. rise of organic and, and locally sourced and all these important things, because I think now we're starting to really place an emphasis on those things. And, and it does have good translation into how we feel and how we perform and all those yeah. kind of things as well, which is super cool. And I, I think what the super cool thing to kind of uh, segue it into like your big run is that, you know, you use this, uh, this concoction that you came up with to help you fuel on this incredible project. So, so I guess, tell me, tell me a little bit about, you know, the, the Canada, Mexico project that you had going on. And, um, yeah. cause, cause I love how, you know, you wanted to see like, if consuming this, like was going to, to help you feel good and everything beyond there, man. So, so dive a little bit deep into that and what got you the idea and, and tell us about the journey, man. I'd love to hear all about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we, we knew that it would help us perform great and we you know, like we already believed in it and it was more of, we were pitching investors, we were pitching partners, you know, to do basically doing this through a computer screen. And, uh, we kept getting the same questions like, does it work? Do you have studies? Do you have sales? And we're like, no, like we're, <laughs> we're a startup. We haven't launched yet. Like that's why we're pitching you for capital. Um, but it was just the same thing over and over. And we're like, and finally we just realized we're like, look, we're an outdoor fitness company. Like what the heck are we doing inside behind our computer screens? And so, you know, we literally were like, all right, well, you don't believe us. Like watch us. We'll, we'll prove it was the inception of it. And so, yeah, that, that's what sparked it. And, you know, my Kyle business partner, he lives in Seattle. I live in LA. And so it kind of was like, all right, you're up there. I'm down here. Um, we had planned to go to like hyper local sports shops, run shops, bike shops, and, and pitch those locations anyway. And so we were like, well, instead of just calling them, why don't we just run to them? Um, and so we can prove that it works. We can hit these shops and we can, you know, have some fun along the way and, and really push ourselves too. like, I've, I've always wanted to have some sort of crazy stunt endurance effort like this. And so it all just kind of, you know, stars aligned and, um, luckily our partners both were cool with us doing it and taking a month of, of leave from our, um, husband duties and, you know, and we were, <laughs> we were off. Yeah. So that was like the inception of kind of the thinking behind it. And so, yeah, basically on July 21st, we started at the border of Canada, um, right above Seattle, Washington and, and started the, started what we called the West coast tour. And basically what it consisted of was uh, Kyle was on a bike, I was running and we literally had a baton and he would run from here to here and hand to me and I'd run from, or he would bike from here to here and I would run from here to here. And we did that all the way down the coast to Mexico. 
<laughs> so cool, man. And again, it's like one of those things where you, I, I, I love like a common theme in the things that you're doing is like find an alternate and better solution, right? Like from your, your health story of fixing your back, right? Find an alternate and better solution to, to healing, right? When it comes to supplements, right? Find an alternate and better solution when it comes to promoting <laughs> your brand and doing the marketing, like I love that that's the highlight in what you do, which is super, super cool. Cause I think even in like an ultra, right? Like, I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? Because there's times where things don't go to plan, things pop up. It's like, you need to find an alternate and a better solution sometimes when things pop up. So it's such a cool, like kind of skill to master along the way, which is, which is awesome to see that being a recurring theme in your journey, not just the running, but the business and everything. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for thank you for calling calling that out. It, it's I mean, it's been an insanely long journey. Like I know we talked chatted on the phone where like I was you know six seven eight years out of school in a job that I hated and, and was like I felt I felt so much that there was like my purpose and my calling and I was I'm a very passionate person but I just wasn't able to tie that into my career and work and and like I just felt very stuck and. Mm. And want and wanted to like escape that, and you know, I knew there would be abundance on the other side, and I'm not there yet. But um, yeah, I would just say, just side note for anyone listening, if you feel like that, like I was there too, it sucks, but just be really curious and just follow sort of your intuition, and and once you can kind of sift all that stuff away, things like this will just seem so obvious and they'll come to you and you're like, yeah, of course I'm going to do that. Like, of course I'm gonna do that. And and then just like the dominoes start falling and um, yeah. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and I'm very thanked and blessed to have finally found it. Well, I'm not there yet, but I know like this is the, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So good, man. I love that you, you give that piece in there because I think it's, you know, we, we have a lot of people listening who do a lot of things, whether it's, you know, full-time job and running and things like that. And things can kind of seem like they're, you know, I think everybody's been at that point. I've been at that point where you just like, you're like, why am I doing this thing? Like, what, what the heck am I really doing here? Right. And, and to your point, it's like when you have that curiosity, lean on the intuition, like the things start to pop up and it's cool to see you're on the path, which is amazing as well. Um, kind of like on that same vein of like the challenge, like, so describe to me, like what, what were your days like? Like how much miles were you running each day? You had that baton, like, yeah. what, like I'd love to know the nitty gritty of it and like how much days did you run? And like, like obviously like you're, you're drinking earthy along the way too, but like how, yeah. Like, what's the key to sustainability? Because, like, dude, every video I've seen, like, of you, like, running, like, you're smiling, you're having a great time, you're freaking enjoying it. And, like, usually sometimes you see these, like, long endurance challenge and people are freaking miserable. They're, like, you know, just, uh, you know, and brightly so, you know, they're going through a lot. But, man, you you found a way to enjoy it and looks like you're you're feeling chipper along the way. So tell us all the, all the details about it. I'd love to hear yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into details. So what's interesting is everyone's like, well, did you train for it? And because we were launching a business like we and planning for it, like there and it was just him and I crewing ourselves. So like I literally flew from LA to Washington, bought a van there so that we could drive it back down. Yeah. So it was just, so long answer short, no, there was no training. Um, <laughs> like, but like the first week and a half kind of turned into the training. And so I was, I was doing probably like 18, 20 miles, probably 18 to 24 miles. Uh, 18 miles a day. And that was sort of like the ramp up, you know, of um, getting into the groove, how it was going to work, um, logistics, food, sleep, just kind of figuring all that out, which, um, which was challenging, which was very challenging. I, I always say like, you know, the hardest part actually wasn't the running, which sounds crazy. It was the like, filming and editing and, you know, posting and con like the content arm was crazy to stay on top of. Then it was running a business on the road. So like, uh, keeping in touch with our manufacturer, getting our marketing, our website, our, there was everything still going cause we launched a week after. So that was crazy. We also had like, a, we had a Starlink with us. And so we'd literally be in the middle of nowhere. We'd throw up this satellite and then just like after running for basically 11 hours that day, we would then get on our computers and start like <laughs> responding to emails. And, and, and then we're like, okay, but also now we need to make dinner. So we'd be like, okay, we need to, you know, so crew ourselves. So dinner and injury stuff and blisters. And so, yeah, the run, when, when it was time, came time to run, it was like, okay, wait, I just, I just have to go that way. Like, yeah, mm. that's, 
that's easy. Like, let's do that. That's fun. I can just like forget about everything. I can kind of just, you know, meditate and just, just be in awe of the nature that we're going through was, that was my favorite part for sure. It was the rest that was like, uh. (laughs) um, yeah. Well, that's an interesting key point that you just mentioned because like, you know, you're doing all these things in the background, like running a business, taking care of logistical stuff. And it sounds like, you know, because all that was going on, the running was almost like the easiest kind of part, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was, yeah, it became the most fun. It was like, it was almost like the escape part of it. It was, it was also, it was very challenging and like, (laughs) but it was a, a good like all i needed to do was just keep going versus you know trying to pitch an investor or trying to th- like there's it just seemed like the the easy hard versus like the complicated hard <laughs> if that mm. if that makes sense um but yeah so yeah we it, it kind of let's see where to take it from there um yeah i mean we, we ran to a lot of different like random things like we had to change routes there was fires along one route that we had to pivot and go to the coast which was pretty sketchy um there were some sections where like there was literally nowhere else to run other than the side of a freeway so i'd i'd, I'd say probably 39 percent of my run i'd say 40 percent of my running was on the side of freeways and just like oh my gosh semi trucks you know, yeah and you're like okay it's just like not trying to get hit um so that was definitely definitely intense um yeah it was it was it was wild that's nuts and and to like pivot like that like when you know i mean was that like an easy thing that kind of came natural like when you had to change routes because of fires and stuff like that i guess like in your brain like what goes on when you have to pivot because the reason why i ask this is because like that's like i feel like inessential skill for ultra runners to master like pivot like so what goes through your brain like you have fires there like how do you think of like all alternative solutions so you can like still make progress towards your goal yeah i it's a good question i for us it's i'd say it might be slightly different from ultra because like an actual race because for us this wasn't a it wasn't really a race Mm. But we did make a promise to ourselves that we wouldn't, we would cover every single mile by our own feet. And so in our head, it was like, there were moments where we had to get in the car and maybe drive 10 miles to get past like a sketchy part, but it would eat Kyle and I alive. And we were like, no, we can't do that. And like, so pretty much to Grant's Pass, which is like, um, you know, below, I think it's still Oregon. I'm not, it's right before you get to California. So all of Washington and Oregon we covered every single mile. And so we got to this point where we literally had to sit at a restaurant and be like, what do we do? Like, do we, do we like go against our own word and like skip 20 miles, but it's there's fires and it's like a sketchy road. And it's just like pulling out. You're like, yeah, get in the car and go. But in that moment, we're like, no, we can't do it. Um, and what's funny is in reality, like literally nobody, literally nobody is holding would care or even really hold us to it. It's literally just ourselves being like, we have to do this. Um, and so we were going for it and we were going to do it anyway and just be, you know, idiots. But um, (laughs) one of the biggest lessons we learned was just like to receive help from people, uh, along the whole journey. And so Kyle got stopped by three different people, random people, and they literally went out of their way and like waved him down on a bike. So he's moving, pulled him over and was like, do not go down that road. Like we locals literally call it death highway because so many bikers have died on that road. Don't go down that Whoa. road. Three different people. And so we were like, okay, got it. We will listen to the third time someone says that. Um, <sighs> and so got in the van and, and skipped it. And, and thankfully we did because it was very sketchy and it was the sun was setting and there's like deer running across the road. It was just a very good decision. Um, but disclaimer in our notes app, we, we started a miles bank. So we said, okay, we have to make up those 20 miles eventually. And we did. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh man. Well, I think that's such a good takeaway to say like, you know, ask for help because it can be easy to just want to do everything ourselves and like we're endurance athletes so like we can do this shit you know but like sometimes like i mean it can be a matter of life and death like you mentioned right even if you know someone asks like 
if you're maybe on a solo mission, whether it is on the road or the trail and you're like, Hey, like, what is this next section? Like, and they're like, Oh, it's so sketchy. There's ice up there. Like those are things where, you know, asking for help can really, really be useful too. So man, I I like that. And I like the method of just like making those decisions in a way that still aligns with the mission, but also, you know, keeps you on track with what you need to do along the way, which I think is a, is a good takeaway from your guys journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say how to apply it to ultra racing would be like one, like there's a, there's a, there's a metric of like pride versus safety. And if it goes too far into the danger zone, just like swallow your pride and, and get out of there safely. Um, and then two, yeah, ask for help, be aware of what others are doing. And especially ultras, ultras are such a, just like community, like sport, I would say that, you know, everyone is so like, it's interesting not to throw shade on triathlon, but the triathlon world is very like, this is my race. Get out of my way. I'm going to elbow you in the face in the water. And you're like, okay, man, this is a sprint. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in, in, uh, ultra it's, it's so different. Like my first one, I showed up without a headlamp on like a dummy and it started like the first two hours when the pitch black. And so oh, I'm literally ride running with my iPhone light on and the nicest guy, his name's Kenny. I'm going to send this to him. So shout out Kenny, um, <laughs> comes up to me and is like, Hey, like run next to me. You can use my light. And basically ended up running with him for 19 miles. He gave me like his whole life story. We should, we, you know, we'll be friends for life. Um, and yeah, it was the coolest thing just because that's the community that ultra brings, you know? So, um, yeah. So I don't know where I went with there, but ask for help. <laughs> no, it's a great, great story. And I think it's like one of those, I love that you brought like the semblance of triathlon. And again, not to totally crap on triathlon, but I've been through like a few Ironmans and like you fall off your bike, you fall on the run, like people are going right past you, at least in my experience. And um, I, there's times where I've fallen on the trail or like have like looked really rough at an aid station and people, even if you're in the hunt and kind of going professionally, like they're still they're willing to help, which is so cool. And yeah, yeah, that's awesome to see that, you know, you've had that in your experience, not just on this big challenge, but in your ultra race as well, which is super, super cool. Um, I guess talk to me about like your, your fueling strategy on this thing. Cause that's like, it's a question I get a lot, especially in these multi-day endurance events. And like yeah. transparently for anyone listening, I have not done like a very multi-day event. Like the longest I've really gone is like a fast packing trip for like three days. But even so, I mean, you're out there for multiple days, your buddy's out there for multiple days. Like what's that fueling strategy? Like, I'm sure like earthy kind of played a role in there too. So like, tell, tell me yeah. about, uh, you know, how you're maintaining all these calories and amidst not even just like a physically challenged, but mentally challenged. Cause you're running a freaking business while you're doing <laughs> this as well. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, what did we, f- yeah, let me just, I was gonna say something. I lost my train of thought completely. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> just no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, it was to what you were saying. Um, Man, that's right. I'll come back. No, so oh, ba- no, whatever. <laughs> Cut this out. <laughs> Basically, what the day worked, and it was like we were going for thirty days, pretty much straight. We took about five off days, peppered in there. So it was it was pretty consistently just absolutely moving. And so, for me personally, I did mention I'm plant based, and so I I eat the same thing every. Well, here's what's interesting. I typically fast, so right now I haven't eaten today yet it's you know three o'clock and so three o'clock? What what, you haven't eaten at all today uh-uh no oh my gosh what no. so i guess like wait pause there i'm curious like is that like an energy thing is that a health thing like um, um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we, uh so for me it's just like the mental clarity and speed and focus it brings me is insane um and i think it's just from yeah, also an energy thing as well too so i did have coffee um this morning and, and just water typically i eat around two but we were starting this at that time so i didn't want to like eat a bunch of food and then you know fall asleep on the call um, so um yeah it, it's worked for me amazing i eat a lot of food so when i'm not fasting i'm like always eating um so just a side note so what changed for me during this you know endeavor was i had to force myself to eat breakfast because if i there's a few days where i tried to just go out and run you know, 15, 10 to 15 to start the day without eating. And it just didn't work. I would just absolutely tank and crash. And, um, there's such like a reoccurring effect of like, you know, I run this day while well, I'm still burning those calories from recovery from the day prior. So as that compounds, it's just like, I wake up so hungry and just ready to <laughs> eat everything. And so, yeah, I would start the day, 
I call it my morning mush. And so I would like have some sort of like oat milk or almond milk. I'd mix up um, peanut butter in it. I'd put a scoop of like plant-based protein. I'd put hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, and then just like stir that up until it's like kind of like a mushy substance. And then I'm a huge granola freak. And so um, I'll just dump a bunch of granola on top of that and then some fresh berries. And that was like my like base for the day. So I'd eat that pretty much right when you wake up, get that just solid in the stomach. Um, and then from there, yeah, we would literally drink earthy every single day. Um, we would have, we drink it warm. So, and it's cacao based, so it does taste like hot cocoa. So in the morning, it's just, it's so good to just, um, have a cup of it and, and be on your way. We still did have coffee. It's, you know, I, I still do love coffee. And so, um, we're not necessarily a coffee replacement, but, uh, coffee alternative or pre-workout replacement is what we're saying. And so, yeah, I would have a, just a nice um, cup of earthy while we got ready and then we'd be off and that would last, you know, five, six hours um, of just out there running, pushing ourselves and whether it be like typically Kyle would go first. And so I would, you know, get in the car as I'm drinking my earthy and drive, you know, 30 miles ahead of him, park the van get the key, go like hide it under a bush, which is funny because we could have just went and got a lockbox, but for us, it was kind of more of a game to like go hide it and then like take a picture and send it to the other person. So they had to like find it. I get <laughs> like, why were we doing that? And like, we were literally at Home Depot one day. I'm like, should we get it? And we're like, nah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So then I would go ahead and park it and then I would get out and start running. And, um, yeah, while I was out there, it was just water. I would just crush a lot of water. Um, the hydration we used, we're big fans of scratch. They're also, you know, yep. really, really clean ingredients and clean, clean labels as well too. Um, really, really solid company. So we would use their hydration powder. That was really, really helpful. Um, after the four or five hours, I would come back and have like, just like a snack or a little lunch. And so I would, either do like, you know, a tempeh sandwich or some sort of pasta that was left over. I had a lot of, it would be like a lot of bread and like tofu or tempeh and just kind of make like a little sandwich. Um, and then depends on how big of a day we we're doing, but maybe potentially do another smaller dose of earthy just to kind of a little pick me up and then back out the door. Um, a lot of nuts, a lot of nuts. Um, and then dinners would be, it varied, but this was where like it was the biggest meal of the day. So we would stuff our faces. And so I, a lot of burritos, a lot of like, I, I love making lentil pasta. So I would mix in lentils with pasta. Lentils are super good, like slow burning proteins. Um, and yeah, just whatever we could, we could get our hands on. Bonza pasta, it's a garbanza bean pasta. That was oh, really, yeah. really good. That's really high protein as well too. Um, and yeah, that was, that was kind of the, and there was always some sort of like cookie or tr sweet treat. That was the best part about this is we were burning so many calories that we would just, and Kyle and I would just roll into like a natural grocery store and just go crazy and <laughs> have a lot of fun buying treats and snacks and all types of stuff. Um, so yeah, that was, um, that was our approach. What is interesting though, is that I'm plant-based and Kyle is on the completely other side of the spectrum and he is um, almost like carnivore bit. We, we would call them animal based almost. And so, Whoa. yeah, which is interesting because we're very, we in it kind of, you know, it was, there was aggressive um, back and forth the whole time because we had one Coleman stove and he's got his left side and I've got my right side and I'm cooking my tofu and he's cooking his bison. Um, <laughs> and so it got the, the, the verbal jousting was pretty, was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was interesting because at the start I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so annoying and like whatever. And I'm not like a big pushy person about it. It's just, you know, it works for me. And if, if, if something else works for someone else, that's great. Um, but what we realized and what was really cool is that like we, if you drew like a, the, you know, the, the charts, there was a over circle in the middle of like what we both believe in. And it's that you should eat food in its most natural organic state. Um, and that's what we both believe in. Well, we're just coming from two different camps. And so mine is coming from like more plants. He's coming from more like an animal based. Um, 
but it was really cool. We noticed that I'm like, wow. And like, what's at the middle of that thing is earthy. And it's like, we, you know, we both believe so much in this company and these ingredients and these, um, these herbs. And so, um, yeah, it was a really cool, like takeaway that we realized while we were, while we were on the road. Dude, that's awesome. It's man. It's so cool that like you two have like very differing approaches to nutrition, which is so cool to see that like, you know, I mean, two people doing an endurance challenge, like both completing it, doing it right, like amazing. But the second thing is like, you know, you, you found the middle ground of like, what is health, right? Because like, as you know, like your buddy does carnivore diet and it it works well for him. Like you do plant-based diet, it works well for you. Right. And I think it's, it shows like, Hey, like we're all different. We all respond to stuff, but there are kind of key pillars to health and wellness that like we can all agree on, which is so cool. And by the way, anyone listening to uh, just a quick pause here. Brooks actually was nice enough to give y'all 20% off uh, Earthy if you'd like to try it too. So a little, little quick break here just to say like if you're if you're interested in trying out Earthy and diving into it, 20% off, use the code EverydayUltra um, and go to the link in the show notes and uh, and dive into it. So thank you, Brooks, for that too. I got, I got some packets right here too. I actually <laughs> just had one before the call, which mentioned as well, which is super cool. So, um, but I love how it kind of pillars on, you know, whether you're plant-based, whether you're carnivore, whether you're whatever kind of diet, like like there are universal kind of truths and health that really translate to anything, which is super cool to see you embody that and what you're doing and what you're trying to provide to the running world. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's cool. Like, yeah, it's not two vegans or two, you know, meatheads coming at it. It's, it's, we're coming from, you know, totally different camps and, and it's a, yeah, I think it's a good story. Like you said, it's like, we're truly just like getting to nutrition from all angles. Yeah. Do you, do you think like they're like, what are some of those? I know you mentioned like some of the elements, like natural ingredients, like food in its own state. Are there any kind of other, you know, principles of health, like whether it is food or not anything like that, that you've carried in your life that has helped you not just be a better athlete, but just a better person in general? Uh, maybe repeat the question and just from like that nutrition or food in general or Oh, like principles, like, and it doesn't have to be about like nutrition or food, but just like health in general that have helped you just be a better person and, and perform better. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I think what was really eye opening and one of the biggest takeaways from this journey was how fun like movement and exercise and running and fitness can be if you don't like, uh, I don't know, try to like I don't even know what people, what I'm trying to say, but like, if you just have fun doing it and, and I've got, I've caught caught up in it myself. And I know a lot of people do as well too, of, you know, when we're kids, when we're kids, movement is so fun. Like you have recess, you have the backyard, whatever, like you run down the street, you go kick a ball, you do whatever you want. You're not thinking about, Hey, is this going to make me healthier? Is this going to make me stronger? Is this, what's my time? Or like, do I have, it's just like, you're just, having fun so you're just doing it you know and so but what we do is we get like we get funneled into this system and next thing you know you're in sports or you're in whatever pe and then like oh you need to hit this mile time or else you don't pass the class or you know a basketball practice like you got the speed drills and the clock and if you're not doing it it turns into like a punishment and like a forced thing where you're like oh i don't want to do that anymore like that's I have to do that so I can be better or be quicker, you know, or look better, whatever it is. And so movement and running and exercise takes on this um, almost negative connotation of, of you being forced to do it. And so on this trip, like I very intentionally, you know, didn't wear a watch, didn't really use Strava. And I know, you know, a lot of runners probably just gasp, but um, I just did. <laughs> no, I was yeah. just like, you know what? That's not the intent of why we're doing it. And it took the fun away for me when I used to use it. I would look at my splits and be like, that's not fast enough. Or like, you need to go further and you need to do this. I'm like, no, like I'm out here. I'm this is really fun to me. I'm gonna listen to my body. And when I feel like I want to move faster, I'll move faster. When I feel like I want to stop and take a picture of a really cute flower that I want to send my partner, like I'm gonna do that. Um, if I want to just go sit in a meadow and like cry for a bit, I might do that. Um, you know, like that was the intention and it made the trip, you know, a hundred times better versus like, Hey, what was your, you know, specific mile time for this day? And let me see your course. Like we, we tracked it enough to know how many miles we covered. Um, and also like I had people DMing me and be like, well, how do we even know that you actually did it? And you're like, okay, like, <laughs> like, 
if you don't want to believe me, then that's okay. Like that's okay. Like I'm, we're not setting a record. We're not like doing it for that reason. So if you don't want to believe us, then that's that's on you. Like I don't really care. Um, but it really showed me like how fun running can be. Just when you just are in your body, you listen to your body. You, you're outside. You're just in awe of nature. Um, yeah, it can it, it it's changed the game for me. Yeah, that is awesome, man. And I love how you mentioned like the watch and Strava and like split times and everything like that, or even just like looking good on social media. Like these are things that, you know, now in this age where we're so connected and we have so technology that can kind of rob us of the joy of it. Right. And in the end of the day, like anyone who gets into, you know, running or anything like that, like, you know, it's that enjoyment, I think that makes not just running, but like things so sustainable. It's like, does it bring you joy? Does it lift you up? So I love what you mentioned. It's like, take the time to sit in the meadow, take the time to take the picture, (laughs) take the time to, you know, enjoy the challenge that you're in. Because I mean, I've been there in the past where I've just been so competitive on things and you rob yourself of the enjoyment of it all. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, that's, that's what we're here on life to do is to enjoy it. And so it's like, why don't we just translate that same thing in our running and, and do it in a way where, you know, that's mentally going to help us because that's ultimately what help is too, is being mentally in a place where you're in a good spot. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, I had people reach out or like, I'll tell people that what we did and I ran over 600 miles and it's just like, well, I could never do that. And it's like, well, yeah, then that's t- totally fine. Like, I'm me and I, you know, this is my thing. And like, it lights me up, but like, you know, you, someone going out and running two miles for the first time is equally as impressive, you know, because that's their journey and that's what they're pushing themselves to do. And they did it, you know, and that's, that should be celebrated the same way of what we did. Um, and so, yeah, I think just everyone's on their own journey. And if, if you're on the journey to be hitting your split times and be like qualifying for races and doing that, then like, heck yeah, like that's your journey and go do that. But I just don't think everyone needs to be funneled into that same mindset of, of, of being strict to like hit, you know, listening to the watch and doing that, you know, just, just go have fun. I tell people when people are like, I'm trying to get back into running, I, you know, I'm like, literally don't track it, go on Google maps from your house, find a point be like, okay, that's a mile away. Great. Run there, <laughs> touch it, turn around and come back. And like, that's it. You did it and leave it at that. Um, and you'll have a lot more fun. So sweet. No, I love that, man. That's actually such great advice because so many times I think it's that comparison thing. Like you mentioned, it's, Oh man, like Brooks did 600 miles. And so like, you know, my two miles, like whatever. And he did it at this pace. It's like, no, like, I mean, it, you're out there running. And I like that, that thing. It was like, you're, when you just pick a point and just run to it and not having tracking it, like you're running for the sake of running, not for the sake of like how fast it is or comparing how, where, how much you ran compared to someone else. It's like, you're doing it for the joy of it. And I agree with you, man. Like I think people who run two miles for their first time ever, is just as impressive as someone, you know, like you saying, like running a hundred mile race or like doing the challenge because like everybody has like the relativity of what hard is to that person, right? Like your hard was running from one country to the other, like, and then, you know, another person's hard might be just getting out the door for their first mile. And I think equally things should be celebrated. And, you know, I, I get that same thing all the time. It's like, yeah, I just ran three miles, but to you, that's like nothing. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe to, to me personally, but like what I perceive and like, see you, like to you, that's a big thing. And that's amazing. Like, that's incredible. Like, um, yeah. so I think it's one of those things where people should give themselves a lot more credit and you know, having fun. Like you nailed that on the head. You, you embrace that a lot more. But yeah, hundred percent, just whatever fun is to you and whatever you feel like you're pushing yourself, go out and, and make it happen. I love that, man. It's such a good yeah. message. And like for, for you, for like people who are looking to like progress, right. Cause you've had an awesome journey where you kind of progress. You talk about like your iron or your triathlon journey into Ironman that eventually led to there too. And like, uh, I like how you even took the approach of just, you know, Hey, I'm just going to do this challenge and figure it out and kind of ramped onto there. I guess like when you think of the word progress, like what would your, um, advice be to someone who's looking to progress in their health, their wellness, their fitness, their running. Um, what would be your kind of thing on that? I mean, even you're progressing as a business owner as well, which is, I think, you know, i say this all the time. Business is the hardest ultra marathon anyone can go through. Um, so when you think of the word progress, like what does that mean to you and, and how can our listeners progress in the areas of their lives? Yeah. Um, 
I think the biggest thing is to to have goals of whether it be running or a business or life or whatever you're trying to progress in. I would, I would say it's helpful to have a goal or at least a milestone so that you can um, actually measure if you're moving towards it. You know, sometimes you can just be doing stuff and feeling like you're being productive and working towards something. But in reality, if you're not actually moving towards what you want to be doing, um, then what's the point, you know? And so I would say step one is, yeah, have a look, have a goal, have a milestone. It doesn't have to be a year out. Like, you know, it, we're recording this in October, whatever, third or whatever, fifth. So like at the start of the month, we set monthly goals of like, all right, this is what we want to hit by the end of the month. And so then when the month comes, we can say like, great, we moved towards that goal and that's progress. You know, like as long as you're not going in the wrong direction, even if you are going the wrong direction, like if you're learning from it to then help you go back towards that goal, I would say, that's, that's really good progress and something that should be celebrated. I'm terrible at it, but I, I, I don't necessarily celebrate the little wins well. Um, and so that's something I'm working on to try to be like better at like, no, you did do that. And that's, that's good, you know? And so that should be celebrated. Um, in my head, like I'm, I'm, I am a crazy person. So like even hearing you say you ran from Canada to Mexico in my head, I go, well, no, I didn't. Uh, my partner biked some of it and I, you know, he biked 1200, I biked 600 of the miles. Like I ran a third of the way from Canada to Mexico, but I should say, no, that's still, and I do, that is rad. And I, and I did, you know, go the whole effort. And so, yeah. So I'd say celebrate the little wins. Maybe don't be too hard on yourself. Um, and track your goals. So good, man. Three excellent tips. And I think I, I love how you mentioned like that little voice that kind of comes in <laughs> all of our heads, right? It's not specific to Brooks, not specific to Joe. I think we've all had the thing where, you know, oh, you ran a hundred miles, but maybe you walked for some of it, right? Like you didn't run a hundred miles, right? I, 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 my, my first hundred mile, I walked so much of that shit towards the end. It was like crazy. Yeah. And so like in, um, you know, I had that same thing coming in the back of my head, but I love how you mentioned it's like, so, no, like you, you did do it. Like you carried a hundred miles, you ran from, you know, Canada to Mexico. Like it's, it's reminding ourselves that sometimes the brain that's suggesting these things that is just BS, uh, it's being conscious and recognizing that it's just that programming in our head that trying to keep us safe or trying to, uh, you know, focus on the negative stuff. And sometimes we just got to be conscious enough to reorient and be like, no, like we are awesome. Like we did do the things and, (laughs) and it's a, it's a good reminder to have, man. So that's a refreshing take. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, man. So freaking good. So as you're, I guess, thinking about, you know, this next chapter, I know like you're, you just recently launched Earthy and things like that. I guess like what's next on like your kind of vision and played and, you know, as you're heading into the endurance world of not just being on your two feet, but business as well. Like how do you kind of look at the future for you? Yeah, it's kind of this thing of like, you know, as we do crazy stuff, they have to get crazier and crazier. And so (laughs) it's cool that now my crazy endurance stuff also helps the business. And that, you know, that's a really amazing spot that I've been able to get myself to. And so, yeah, in terms of what's next, you know, we literally just launched, you know, two weeks ago and we're, we're working out kinks. So it's almost, it's almost shifted of like, okay, now I'm more focused on my mind and like the business and like pushing things forward on that point of view, you know, um, I will say getting off the road after a month and we were outside for, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, if not more, um, moving our bodies and having to come sit in a chair and work on my computer for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day was torture. Um, <laughs> I was so antsy and like I was it was it was the work my, my wife's like go for a run like I, I literally can't catch up on anything I can't um, so we've stabled the ship we're good um so yeah what's next is we yeah we're building this company in a way where we're trying to be radical and, and we're doing something radical of like being transparent and no supplements are doing that and so you know, our goal is to redefine the entire supplement industry so much so that, you know, we're so loud about what we do that it forces everyone to question other supplements and it forces them to like op- have to open up the curtains, um, which won't be good for a lot of companies. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're stewing up a bunch of stuff right now um, internally to really just, you know, make a big splash and, and have some fun doing it personally. Um, 
we're do so we're launching a crowdfunder. I think I mentioned to you and like through the, um, I haven't told my business partner this yet, but this will go live after we go live. So it, he'll already know, <laughs> it works. but, um, <laughs> secrets, uh, basically on this trip, we learned that like, you know, it's, it's Kyle and I running and riding and we're doing this whole trek and we learned through the, like so many people helped us from the random stranger to friends, letting us stay in their house to people letting us use their hose in the front yard um to like rinse ourselves off just like we could not have done it without the help of our community and our growing community and so you know we actually on the trip we were pitching an investment uh family office the whole time we had like six calls we were literally pulled up to a cliffside kyle threw up the starlink i had just i literally ran to the car to the van sweaty gross like got in had beautiful Wi-Fi. Shout out Starlink. Like you, as clear as day. It's better than my Wi-Fi in the house right now. Had a Zoom call with this family office, um, pitching them the whole way, and and they were literally to the point where they were like, "Look, we are ready to write you a check for more than what you what you guys wanted. Like we're good. Let's do this." But they said you can't be transparent because we're afraid someone's going to come steal your formula. And we were like, well, that, that's the, that's the point of what we're doing is to be open. And that's the problem that we're solving. And they said, yeah, we get that, but it's too risky. So we'll give you the money, but you can't be transparent. And that was like a extremely, extremely difficult moment because we're Kyle and I have been funding this ourselves. We don't have any more money. Um, you know, pulled everything out of savings. It, it's, it's, we're putting it all on the line for this. And so to have that opportunity would, you know, be life-changing um but it just completely goes against our mission and and what we're building and so like after literally we're like you got to give us like a few days here to talk through this and it's just him and i in the van and so we should have recorded more of those conversations but man like there was not a lot of sleep that happened those few nights of us just like lying there staring at the ceiling like what do we do um but the conclusion was we were lying that we didn't want to, you know, change our principles for the cash. And so we basically said, no, thanks. Um, And so that being said, now we still need money, but we realized that, um, like I was saying, the community and everyone was so helpful. And we realized that like, we don't want to just take money from one big person who doesn't really believe in what we're doing. What we want to do is like bring everybody who does believe in us along for the journey and along for the ride. And similar to this run and ride like we were the ones running and riding but we couldn't have done it without everybody's help and so we're taking that same approach for the company it's like hey we're the ones running the company but we need all the help we can get we need everyone to come along on the journey with us if you believe in us and so yeah we're getting ready to launch a crowdfund Um, by the time this airs it'll be up and and live and we want anyone you know if you've got a hundred bucks and you believe in what we're doing like come along for the ride. Like we, we want to have you, we want to have you on our team. Um, and so, yeah, but you're getting to the point of your question to promote that we have a goal that we're setting in the platform. And until we hit that goal, I'm going to run a marathon every single day until we hit the goal. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. And was that just like a, yeah, I'm just going to find what's ho- like hard and, you know, just, just go, like, how did you come up with the idea? Well, back to that voice in my head. So that, that ended up average, I ended up averaging 25 miles a day for the mm-hmm. whole tour over the 30 days. And so, uh, so I was like, well, that's not, not technically a marathon. And so <laughs> I've actually never run an official marathon. I literally just skipped from triathlon to ultra and then started doing that. Obviously, you've ran more than a marathon, but never a marathon. And so it just kind of was like, what can I do? I, I need to be at the house to like work and manage stuff and and be with my family. And so I was like, well, I could just run out the front door and go do a marathon every day and 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 then and, and just kind of create buzz. Like there's a really, really rad running community and culture in LA specifically around marathons. And so um, I kind of want, I'm going to lean into a lot of these really rad run groups that I've been, you know, meeting in the area and just, again, put earthy to the test. Like we put it to the ultimate test with what we did out there. And um, like, it, it's, it's crazy. We typical supplements, if you take it every single day, you have to up your dosage just because you get immune to it. But we literally didn't. And, um, 
you know, the, I think it speaks to the quality and the integrity of the ingredients and they're all hundred percent organic and, and it really, really, um, takes you to the next level. And the last thing I'll say is that the mushrooms have a compounding effect. And so they actually make get better and better and you get, you know, more cognitive benefits, more oxygen, more ATP, the, the more it compounds. And so it's, it, the first time you take it, it's great, but then, you know, times 10 times, you know, 30 days wow. by the end of it, you're, 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 you're pumping. And we saw that too. Like we, you know, I said I was averaging, you know, 18 ish miles at the start by the end, by the last week I hit a string of like 33, like I did 33 miles next day, 34, next day, 35, next day, 36, next day, 37, took a day off and then did 50 through a hurricane. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, the here to here folks, uh, if you take mushrooms and not like the psychedelics, but you drink yeah. the mushrooms on here, then you can run through a hurricane and do multiple marathons a day, which is awesome, dude. I love the challenge. I love you setting that out there. That is amazing to see. And uh, definitely for, for those listening, look out for the crowdfund. I'll put all the links in the show notes as well, like to follow along Brooks, to follow along Earthy, to try out Earthy. Again, you get 20% off Everyday Ultra. Use that code um, at the link too. And, uh, all the things to, to follow along Brooks of what he talked about, contribute to the crowd fund and to uh, stop the insanity of Brooks running a marathon every day. Um, <laughs> definitely feel free to contribute down there. Um, and Brooks, dude, this has been awesome, man. Like I learned so much about health, about running, about mindset, man. Like this is such a great episode. And the question that I have to ask you is the question I ask all the listeners on the podcast. And because the show is called Everyday Ultra, we strive to help our listeners be better endurance athletes every day. So my question to you, my friend, is what can our listeners do every single day to be better endurance athletes? I'd say go outside. Like I think this trip showed us um, and just the absolute beauty of the earth and like running through the redwoods was like the most like almost life-changing moment for me of just the awe and the beauty of the earth. And I think the more you see that and experience it and love it, it like I want, like I literally want to go outside. Like I'm going to go do these marathons cause I want to be outside, you know? And I just, I think if you can fall in love with nature and what the earth has given us, then I think, you know, you'll run, run more and more and more outside. <laughs> I love that, man. It's so good. I, I love it. You say the run outside thing. Cause even so for me, like I've, uh, I've been traveling and I was in Detroit and I was running in like the dark out. Well, running when it was dark hours and I didn't want to go outside. So I've just been on the treadmill for the past few days and, uh, I'm itching to get outside and you can definitely feel like the, the, the differences of just not getting the vitamin D and the sunlight and everything like that, man. So I think it's great advice and, and definitely want to take to heart, which I will be listening to right after this. I'm going out for a run, which is going to be awesome too. So I'm taking your advice yeah. right away, man. And uh, Brooks, man, it's been awesome chatting with you. You're an amazing dude. Congrats on the launch of Earthy, man. Uh, excited to see you take on all those marathons coming up soon and to <laughs> hit the crowdfunding goal. And uh, man, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. So thanks so much, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. And yeah, thank you for listening and we'll, we'll see you out there. <laughs>